Welcome again to Life is Wonderful.love podcast, where we talk about recovery, healing, life. Don't you want to live your best life? <laughs> I'm sure you do. Today is a Sunday, so that means we are interviewing people. And today, I have the honor of having Will Johnson in the room. Will, how are you doing? Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Life is good. All right. Well, let's kind of get into it. Tell the audience one thing you love. Uh, myself. I love myself. Very much so. You have to there is there a reason? No Just let me tell one, one thing about, I mean, you, I guess you're you're big and you think it's important to have self-love. Very much so, especially when you uh, was addicted to drugs and had a hard time recouping. You got to find self-love in order to kick that addiction. I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. So but let's actually, that leads us into actually question number yes, one. Sir. Yes, sir. You've dealt with addiction and recovery and relapse and, you know, how your goals and your mindset are, you know, around either when you're in the addiction or you're right, in recovery. Right. So why don't you uh, just tell us, you know, are, I mean, are, are you now okay. more fully aware of your feelings? So basically, I used to, you know, smoke a lot of marijuana. I also drank a lot and on heavy drugs or whatnot and just out there out of control. And I committed a crime and I got sent to prison. There is when I understood the, the difference between a sober brain and a intoxicated mind. Also with a lifestyle. And it just changed the way you think, you know. So when you do drugs, it does alter the way you think. It alters your goals in life. And for me, I got mine back on track. I wouldn't change my life for nothing. I like what I did. It was fun. And, and at the end of the day, I learned my lesson and it made me a stronger person. Sometimes you got to go through certain things in order to become uh, tougher. You know, pressure make diamonds and I'm a diamond. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. Uh, tell me one thing, though. You uh, you said alcohol, alcohol, marijuana and other and, and higher heavy drugs. Right. What what other heavy drug? Because I want you know maybe is there like one of the drugs was harder to, to a, heavy, kick? a heavy drug I would consider uh, cocaine. Uh, also X pills. All right. Um, was know, any PCP. one of those harder to give up? I mean, did did one kind of uh, uh, mess with so your mind as, more? So as far as me, it was more more of alcohol, alcohol and weed. You know what I'm saying? Those was one of the hardest habits. And cigarettes, cigarettes really was the hardest habit to kick. Once I kicked cigarette habit and everything else just kind of melted away, it was easier to control. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that right there is something that's very, very challenging to kick. The nicotine is everywhere, man. It's never commercial. Oh, I hear you. I know. That's, that's why, you know, the whole thing when they just talk about, you know, the war on drugs, you know, just talk about, you know, well, the stuff that's legal, yeah, tobacco, just as right. a, tobacco and alcohol are just as, right. just as addictive and lethal. And 
that's why I kind of want to get your take on that. But that kind of leads us into question number two. Right. You've been to, like you stated, you've been to prison. Is there anything you like to share about being in prison with either younger men or teenagers, you know, or people kind of maybe kind of getting into the whole drug arena? Right, right. Uh, my experience in prison is what transformed me into a man-man. The decisions that I made put me in that place, and I had to, to live with that. I had to eat that, you know what I'm saying, because I chose the lifestyle. and my message to the people that's doing, you know, what they want to do without following the rules that they do have a place for people like us. You know what I'm saying? And it's up to you to either want to be better or, or, or worse. But my advice is to understand the law, understand your constitutional rights, you know, understand. Don't be ignorant to what's going on. And that's pretty much how they got me because it's a system. It's called the justice system, but we all know it's just a system. You understand me? And that's how I feel about it. All right. Um, well, you know, we both, uh, we'll go on to question number three. Unless there's something else you want to add on, on the prison stuff. Yeah, I, I do. People, I want people to understand prison is a place which I would consider hell on earth. You know, you buried alive. I've been there. I've done that. I survived it and I'm back. You know, life is what you make it. So if you make good decisions, then, hey, good things will come to you. If you make poor decisions, then you have to be able to reap what you sow because energy goes out, comes right back around. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want to say. And time is something that you cannot get back. It's gone. I done tried to catch up with what I lost. That's still a battle I'm dealing with. You know, but we can go to question number three. Because no, I, I, I hear you that. Well, there's actually one thing I do want to follow up on the whole prison stuff. And I do agree with you. What's there's that? time you can't, you know, you can't get back. And that's no. whether it's an addiction or jail or anything. You know, you kind of just have to just try to make do with these 24 hours and the next days, months, years. But I do want to ask you something about prison. Because we do know that now prison is a for-profit enterprise Oh man, companies make money by locking up more people. Most definitely. I mean, tell me how, I mean, you see that, I mean, you kind of, you feel it like either within your own community or so that they're actually looking to lock more people up just so a corporation can make more money off of you. The key word was corporation. That's exactly what it is. It's, It's not a, it's not a justice system. I mean, you know, rules are rules are designed for a reason. Yes, I understand that and I get that. But when a rule maker is not, you know, going along with the rules or is bending the rule in order to justify their point of view, that's when things get, you know, hectic. You know, it's a business. It always it, it trickles down to the lawyers, you know, to the inmates, to the police officers. It's a it's a business. And to keep you in prison is more profitable because when I was on my way home, I had to stop by several prisons. I stopped by Gurney. I stopped by Ramsey 1, 2, and 3, which is the trustee camp now. And I see all my people in white. And I ain't just talking about black people. I'm talking about inmates like me working. And we can't buy a commissary. But you working like a dog for free for hours whenever they tell you, you know, 
that that that's the business side of it. You don't you don't understand it because you in the mix. When you think on a, a higher level, you know lawyers get paid to keep you out of prison, but you making deals with your life with time. That's why you you, you don't get credit for the good. You, you, they look at your bad. Now, if you did some good and you become a modern citizen after you did some bad, which is what I am doing, then I will be able to have a voice, so to speak. I will have a voice. I'll become somebody. And that's what I want to do in my life, be an example that I, will, I grew up in a society that brainwashed me to thinking that being a gangster is what it is. And it's not. You your own gangster at the same time be an intelligent individual and, and, and save lives and take care of your families. So I'm a man out there that got kids. Take care of your kids. Take care of your family. They need us. There's plenty of people in that prison that don't have a father because they're in that prison. Or if they out here, they messing around. I'm a single father of three kids, and I did that. I wasn't even ready for that, but I just took it on. Six months of being free from prison. I was still on parole. So, no, I can't show uh, uh, sympathy to, to men out here that's not taking care of what they need to take care of because they got a background. I got one, too, and I'm succeeding. And it just takes time for you to understand what the society and justice system do to people of me, like me. Right. Thank there's you. one other thing that you told me, like uh, when you come out, you have very little money. Oh, my yeah. God. You come out with a, a $100, $50 when you leave the door and $50 when you see your parole officer. For the first time. For the first time. $100. They send you back into society with your birth certificate, your Social Security card, and, and $50. And they say, go survive. And then hopefully you have some other support on the outside. To kind of get you going, especially, and that's probably why a lot of people kind of Mm -hmm. almost go in that revolving door because they need a little more support to get back on their feet. They just can't be just like thrown out, you know, just walk out the prison walls. and then. No, no, no. I did it. I did it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had support. But when if you do what the system is designed for is to correct the way you think. And this is what it's all about. Like I said in the beginning, it's about the choices. We end up in places like that because of the choices that we made. We might not like the, the reality of it, but it's choices that we made and we did not know the law in order to win our cases. That's where we fail at being ignorant. But at the end of the day, you as a person have to come out willing and ready to take care of business. You know, you take these documents and do things the right way. It's rude to this society world i mean don't get me wrong in three different worlds you have your world you got society and then you got the justice system and and, and that's another world that's considered hell. all right this kind of leads us to number question number three how me and you met we met right, at musclehead right. gym which is i consider the best gym in houston in the middle of third I world emancipation yes sir all right, so tell me about i mean we you know obviously we both like pumping iron we like being, right. you know, kind of gym heads. Tell us about how exercise, going to the gym, you know, what it means to you. And you also have your three girls because you post, you post on social media. You know, you got your girls out there running, 
doing all kinds of workouts. What, what kind of message that is, yeah. is to help, you know, to impart everything that you, you know, kind of what you believe in about exercise with yourself and your three girls. Exercise is the key. That's the key right there. That's what unlocks everything. People that exercise because you teach your body discipline as well as you teach the mind. You have to exercise. There's no way around it. <laughs> you have to exercise. It keeps the mind going. And that's how I think that that's how I know people should think. But unfortunately, it isn't uh, applied much pressure on on that subject. That's why I love working at Muscleheads Gym. Muscleheads Gym opened me up and showed me another world on how much fitness can really better for your for your health. You know, it's great. People when people get rich and they get their money right, they don't they go get healthy. They stay in the gym. They eat good food. And they work out and it clears the mind. My girls, I teach them how to go work out and, and do activities to keep them busy because it also trains the mind. You know, when you're feeling weak and tired, you keep pushing to where you know you can't give it no more. And then the next time you go at it, <laughs> you get you, you get further, you know, and that's what it's about. That that's the small progress. You know how it is, you go when you, you know, go in there and you'll load up. <laughs> you say, hey, come spot, man. You have about what, 265 on there? <laughs> And uh, you you punch it three times, and that's a good feeling. That's a good it feeling. It, it's that's the endorphins that it releases. So yes, working out is very important. And I believe you believe the same thing I do. It's also part of that whole recovery. One thing is getting off alcohol or drugs, or I mean, my stuff was gambling, but right, right. But you exercise that really helps your mind kind of clear up on some of the negative things that me or you or others are were doing in their life and that's how important exercise is yeah very much so i, I agree it, it teaches discipline as well discipline. it does it teaches discipline you know it, it gets to the point to where when you work out consistently and if you miss a day you will really feel guilty and that's a strong feeling to have you know you don't want to disappoint yourself you know what they used to say uh back in the early days uh, the, your word is your bond you are as strong as your word, but nowadays, uh, it, it's still out there. It, it is. I know it is. You know, people will say something, and they have to realize words are, are, are meanings, are actions. So when you say something, you do it. So when you tell your body, "Okay, I can punch you one more time on this last lift," and you actually do it, then you achieve something. You unlock some some doors. All right. Well, that finishes our three questions and your one love, but. As we finish up, tell us one thing that you're trying to promote. You were telling me about your other business, your what grind gang. That's tell correct. us about that. Yes, yeah, so um starting the record label, Grind Gang Studios. Uh I am a sound engineer. I have three artists, my nephew, J O, Black Boy, and Six Top. I got Ziggy Zoe, a few artists that's coming out soon. Uh, Young De Niro, you can probably see him on my Instagram. You can go to it. It'll be Grind Gang Studios at Instagram. All right, and I'll put that in the notes. So, are yes. you looking trying to sign, get try to get more artists to kind of work? Yeah, with I, mean, you? I would like, I would like a vocalist. Uh, I would like to see a singer. I uh, meet a singer or a uh, person that can play the saxophone, alto. If I'm not, you know, too specific, but that's something I would like. Sounds excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, we appreciate 
the time that you gave Life is Wonderful.love podcast. And with that, we are going to end this episode. All right. Thank you very much.